Hi everyone, my name is Renee and I'm the owner and founder of Track House Salons and you're about to have an interview with No Guru-ish. So how long has this place been open? Since last week. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. How no, long? How long yeah. has it been? Like two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. How long did it take to like come it together? It took 133 days. That you was lying. specific. That was crazy, right? Yeah, nah, you're um, lying. No, it didn't take that long. Um, but it was. It seemed like a long time. Um, I signed the lease on February 28th, and then I moved in two weeks ago. So it was a very long process as far as construction, uh, shipping of items, just dealing with contractors that are not serious about their business. Yeah. As you guys came here, there was no sign outside to tell you where to go. That's true. I paid this guy like $7,000 on April 2nd and my sign is still not up. So it's just been a lot. Okay. Yeah. Seven grand. Yeah. And he's just not around. No. He's, he's around, but... My sign is not up. That's a problem. It is. That's what happens when you're a woman in business yeah. because my voice isn't stern enough to tell him to hurry the fuck up like that. And I don't really talk like that. You don't? No. Damn. Um, so, yeah, just waiting. All right. It'll come. We'll, and we'll get to that too because yeah. I ain't off that. That's crazy. It's okay. It's going to come. Everything has a time. That's true. So like today, I made a reel, and it's about at 5K right now, yeah. of me just driving in because nobody knows how to get here. Guess what? what? I used that reel to get here. That's what I'm saying. But if it was a sign, I wouldn't have to make the, the reel. So That's everything true. happens for a reason. But dang, look how you resourceful, though. Like, how you did that, like... Yeah. It was just us getting, like, mad phone calls yeah. <laughs> of, where are we going? Because you put the address in, it brings you to TJ Maxx, which is on the other side of the highway. Right. But we're over here. So before this yes because i'm i'm like i'm new to this like, okay you're gonna have to really we're gonna have to start over for okay you. no problem so before this what was it so from the beginning yeah let's let's rewind um i went to southern connecticut state university okay and while i was there my mom moved to atlanta and i did here in my dorm i needed money and hair gives you quick money it's so it's like drugs like it's fast nah, you get it money it comes it goes you buy clothes you buy you party it's just real quick money so if you don't know what to do with it you could go broke real fast right but anyway um i was in college so i just needed like you know forever 21 clothes to go to like the club so i did hair in my dorm and then i got an apartment while i was in college i did hair from there um and then life went on i worked at a salon for like a week and working for someone in that atmosphere wasn't for me because mm. it was like a commission-based situation. So like I would do the hair and she would like give me $40 and be charging people like $200. Ooh. And it didn't make sense. Even when I was young, I knew that that wasn't right for right. me. Um, so I worked at a salon for a second, very hot second. And I was like, I'm gonna go back home and do hair. So then I was home doing it. And I was like, you know what? I'm about to move. I had got married at the time. And I said, we need to move. So we moved to North Haven 
And in North Haven, it's like a suburb, so I didn't want to do hair at my house. There's no bus transportation. And my clientele base was taking the bus, taking, like, you know, getting a ride. So I couldn't be on the outskirts of town, so I needed to be in town. So I got a small suite. It was like 400 square feet in New Haven, right, right like, in the heart of the hood. Um, but it was great. It was a great building stepping stone. So as I was there, I hired three people to come and work with me. Um, and I didn't do the same model that I had before. So I allowed them to make the money as they wanted. Yep. And um, they just gave me a little portion. They gave me like $75 a week, which is nothing if you think about what rent is like today. Right. So they were working with me. We were learning off each other, building each other. One of them had just graduated from high school. The other one was just getting, she just had a baby. So she was just getting into Paul Mitchell. So she went to hair school. And the other one, I just knew her from, you know, just from the hood. And she was really good at braiding. And I was like, you know, you would be a good asset. She had great customer service. Just all the things that I believed in as, you know, being a customer and right. then actually being a stylist. Yep. So we built this little brand. And then the landlord was like, yo, you got too many people coming in and out of my building. Because yeah. it was like an industrial type of building. So you had to like get buzzed in. So we had to like walk down this long dark hallway to let people in. The bathroom was dingy. It was just terrible. But yeah. you know, the rent was like cheap. Dirt I ain't cheap. gonna say what it was, uh, but it was cheap. Right. <laughs> so from there, he was like, I have another spot for you. And I was like, where? This is great. So he brought me to this spot where we just were for five years on Grand Avenue. Okay. Um, it did as well. We built the team to make it bigger. More people came on. Um, and we just kind of built ourselves from Instagram and just creating the brand in that way and using everybody's talents to create this this empire, I like to call it. And then my landlord in, on December 1st was like, yeah, your lease is up. And I was like, okay, so what's up? Have your secretary send me a new right, one right, so right, I can resign it. Right. And he was like, no, actually, I, I want you to leave because I have another business that wants your space. And I was just having a heart attack. So I'm like, I'm not, I didn't plan. I thought it was going to be there forever. I thought I was going to go to new space at one point, yeah. but then it'll be like a hair store. It'll be another business. Like I'll keep it. Right. And that wasn't the case. He wanted me to leave and it was a very stressful time. Um, but in 2020, to reverse a little bit, yeah. um, I opened another location called the Trackhouse Beauty Lounge, which is on State Street and it's still there. And I put makeup artists there. Um, esthetician, teeth whitening, nails, and again, added additional women onto the team. Because after the pandemic, everybody was looking mad dusty. Oh, and they needed services. <laughs> and they were going to pay whatever. And yeah. they wanted, you know, a trusted brand that they could believe in to say, oh, I can get everything done with them because they do everything. They're clean. They're taking care of us. We can schedule an appointment. You know, it was just great. Right. So back to 2021. Um, we had to leave, and I didn't tell any of the girls about it because I was like, everybody's going to panic, and everybody's going to leave, and everybody's going to be like, this shit is unstable. What right, are we going right, to do? Right. And I was like, this is just a disaster. And I had so many um, moments of feeling defeated and just like really cowering to God at that time because I was like, what am I going to do? So when you're a leader yeah. and I have like 15 people standing with me, um, I'm like, what, what are we going to do? Right. <laughs> Um, so just looking for a place, having all these like high hopes for places I was seeing, knowing what my budget was, it was just very difficult because if you have in here now, I don't know how many people working here because it just be whatever. Uh -oh. But on any day, it's 10 people working here. Right. And so they had their 10 clients. That's 20 cars right. outside. In New Haven, is no parking anywhere. We don't want clients to have to pay for parking. We don't want the half loaf circling the block mad times trying to find a park. Um, and they're having to pay, getting a ticket. So I'm like, I have to find a plaza. 
getting in a plaza is so hard. I was one like when I and saw it, yeah. um, it was just a lot. Like it's I've learned a lot in this experience and things that I could take with me when it's time to do this shit again. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't look at things as like, oh my god, this is a setback, or even like with the thing with the sign. I know what to do next time. You know what I'm saying? So. We came here. I found the place. It was an antique shop first. Yep. So next door is an antique shop. It was 8,000 square feet. They scaled down a couple of years ago to 5,000. Now this is 3,000. So from my 4,000, my 400 square foot space to this space is really like a big deal to me. Um, it's really growth. And I attribute all of that to God because it was so hard finding it. And I was like, I need to combine everybody in one place. Yeah. Because... People want to be, you know, one stop shop, one roof and get right. everything done. And it's been great for the past two weeks that we've been here. <laughs> so I don't know. It was hard, but it was worth it. Hold on. Very stressful moments. Like every avenue. Yeah. Been wild. I had a contractor that they told me I couldn't hire my own. So they, the landlord gave me one and yeah. he ran off on me thousands of dollars and it was not done. I was supposed to be in here May 1st and I didn't get in here until two weeks ago. All right. So, it's just been wild. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> time out, time out. That's a lot to unpack. It is. No, one thing, I, I'm in real estate, right? Yeah. So I deal with contracts. So you know about that net? Yes. That junk is but crazy. You know what? I, so someone is <laughs> something crazy. similar to me. You, you gotta pay when the work done. So the problem is, is that when you're a small business, you go to the bank because you don't right. use your own money ever. Right. And you get a business loan. Absolutely. So because I have this small business and like, oh, you're in the hair beauty industry, it's not like consistent. Like if you were like an electrician or right. if you were, you know, in some type of business that is going to be always having like a cash flow, you have contracts, people always getting money. It's not like that. Yeah. We have ups and we have downs as far as the money goes. So they're like, we'll give you money but we need to pay the vendors directly. Right. So they're not going to just drop mm, money in your account. Right. So and when then, it's time to pay the vendors directly, they're not saying, I'm like, can I get half the check now? Right. And then half, it wasn't like that. I had to give them the money like that. So I couldn't give them half. I couldn't wait until okay. the work was done okay. because I needed the money when they was giving it to me. I couldn't wait for it. Got you. So it was people like, why would you pay people before it's done? I'm like, I ain't dumb now. Right. Do you right. wait to pay people. Right. But the way that the situation was set up, that's how I had to do it. So definitely a learning experience. Yo, you learned on the fly too. Yeah. Like literally, you. I googled the shit out of some shit. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, so how did you? How did did you always have this plan? Cause you was like, yo, you did here cause you wanted money. So yeah. you didn't really want to do like, was this something you wanted? So to do? I have an English degree. <laughs> because yeah, we I going? love to write. Yeah. I love poetry. I like to read. So that's what I really enjoy doing. But I've always been a creative. When I was young and I was in fourth grade, I told my mom I want to be an art teacher. Yeah. And my mom's Jamaican. So she's like, Renee, you're going to you're gonna dead for hungry. <laughs> and I was just like, Dad, <laughs> I can't be an art teacher. Right. Um, because I'm going to die. Like, so I had to think of a stable career. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be a nurse because all the Jamaicans I know, yeah. they're nurses. Yeah, that's so a, let's that's do true. that. I love kids, so let me try to figure out how to be a pediatric nurse. But I just, the kids suffering wasn't it for me. Mm. So um, it just kind of came about, and at the end of the day, I'm still, not the run. Right. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> 
So at the end of the day, I still do art every day. I create all my social media content. I do my own websites. I do my own flyers. Like I do all that stuff myself. So right. still a creative at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, it's. I didn't want to always be a hairdresser, but I love to connect with people. And yeah. when you're doing hair or any type of service-based situation, you're going to connect with people. You're going to talk to people. You're going to pour into people. Right. So still doing what I set out to do. So how you get nice? In a different way. Did you go to hair school? Or you just good. You, you just know, good at it. I didn't go there. So how'd you learn? Um, experience. Um, I take a lot of classes. I travel all over to go to different classes. I go to Atlanta a lot. Um, I go to New York a lot. Whoever's having a class, and the classes, the you, the Instagram classes, the the people up there, they be charging thousands of dollars right. for classes. So it's more so just investing in yourself um, to learn different techniques and things like that. You're pretty business savvy, I must say. Thank you. So, where does that come from? Did you learn that off of experience, or you always kind of? Uh, I think everything is from experience. So right. you have a client that comes in that's not satisfied with something. So you figure out how can I make sure that the next client doesn't have the same issue. Right. Um, so just basing everything off of me being a customer. If yeah. I walk into a salon, how do I want to be treated? Do I want somebody to give me some water? Do I want the climate to be right? Do I want the person to be on time? Do right. I want to be greeted by my first name? Because I made an appointment with you and I put a deposit so you should know my name. Mm. Like, what do I want as a client so that's how you kind of create that's how I create my service by what I think clients will want by what I would like and my ideal client is myself right how do you know to scale up so fast though it was an accident the guy told me my lease was over Yo. <laughs> so you didn't, you didn't even mean to scale no up. you hired a lot of people you put people to work yeah that was a part of your plan or that was well, an accident they, too all the people that work here was already working here got okay so Explain that part to me. So when we were at the original track house location, when we were opening five years ago, August 1st, um, I had my three people that was already working with me from the smaller uh, location. Right. And then I did a lot of Instagram, Facebook research, you know, not so much like, oh, show me, tag the best hairdressers. I'm not like that. I'm very discreet. Right. And I'm going to look and I'm going to look at your stuff, look at how you respond to people in your comments, look at your work is it consistent like look at all those different things to see if you're the type of person i want because right. if your people are writing under your comments saying oh my god this work is bomb and you're not replying or they're asking you a question you're not replying you're not replying to your clients right and i can't have you work in this establishment like that right so just doing research on the people first word of mouth if somebody say oh, i want to work at track house or something like that i'll say to one of the girls you know her what you know about her? Right. Or I'll go look at the, the common followers or any of my clients patron with this person. Okay. And then do research in that way. And then I reach out to them and say, hey, I have an open space. Are you working from home? Are you working somewhere? To try to figure out how to get them here. So it was really like research first to try to get people in here. Because like the whole Indeed and trying to get people to work, that don't work for that me. That work. <laughs> people be lying. People lie on applications every day. That's true. That's true. So. That's true. Track house. So where yeah. the name come from? So, Track House is a play on words, like Trap House. Right. Because we be trapping in here. Hey, listen. It is almost 9 o'clock, and we're still working. That's it. Yeah. We're still working. Right. Um, but in honesty, I, like I said, I used to do hair from home, and I lived in a pretty sketchy neighborhood. And one of my clients, she was getting dropped off by her husband um, to get a wig made. And if right. you guys know about a wig... Or maybe not. Maybe not. Um, but wigs are pretty expensive. So you got to buy the hair and then you got to pay for me to put it together. Then you got to pay for me to put it on. Um, so he came to pick her up and her service was like maybe $600 or something like that. 
And he was like, what is this, a trap house? A track house? Like, <laughs> right. what is this? Right. Because the weft of bundles is called a track. Get that. So yep. um, my name on Instagram, my hair page is ISO Tracks. Right. So it just kind of went together. Track house, ISO Tracks, trap house. Da, I like da, da. it. When you buy hair, you buy it in kilos. Like, it's just drugs, pretty much. But we don't sell drugs here. Right. Not at all. No. Not at all. No, I Not know that. Not at all. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So... Yo, cause I saw it on Instagram and it, I don't know, it's, it looks heavy. It looks like you got a huge follow. Do we? Yeah, that's what it looked like to me. So we had an Instagram video. One of my clients, she's been my longtime client. Like I'm talking about, used to come to my house on the side of my bed, folding chair. And she was like, Renee, let's do a TikTok. And I'm like, you know, I'm not really on TikTok. Like mm. I'm 33, like I don't do that. <laughs> but I love Instagram. Right. So she was like, let's do a TikTok. I was like, could we do a reel, like Instagram? And she was like, yeah, let's do this one. So it was her idea and you know, the act like, you know, that yeah. one. So we got like one point, like four or five million views on it. Damn. Of her just acting a damn fool. <laughs> And she was just basically saying, like, I'm not making an appointment online. Like, you need to act like, you know, you're going to do my hair and I'm going to walk in here and you're going to do it. Right. And it was so relatable. And that's all Instagram Reels are about. Like, people want to relate to the content. So, and every hairdresser, every every um, client who felt like, you know, my hairdresser know me. She know I'm not making an appointment. She know I'm going to come and I'm going to sweep real quick until my, it's my turn. Right. So I feel like we got a lot of our followers just from that video a couple months ago. So you think, so it, it came in one wave pretty much. It came in a, a big wave, yes. And then ever since then, just trying to keep up with the content to make yeah. sure we're giving people things to watch and to find something that comes to our page and to keep scrolling for hours. Like, that's what, that's the goal. So. And then book. Book an appointment. Absolutely. <laughs> so, do you feel like you have to keep up? Because you was like, you just said to me before, if it wasn't for your business, you wouldn't yeah, even be on it. Yeah, if it wasn't for my business, then I probably wouldn't have an Instagram. Um, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot. I was speaking to one of the girls that worked here, that works here. She's 22, and she's like, Renee, I feel like I can't keep up. Like I feel like I need to have like a, um, what's that truck everybody be buying with a business credit? Truck. The Ben. What is it? G-Wagon. The G wagon. Yeah. I feel like I gotta get a G wagon. I gotta buy a condo. I gotta get a house. I'm like, you don't have to do any of that. Like, you're doing amazing to be 22 years old. Right. Like, you don't have to keep up with anybody. So I feel like the pressures of social media makes it hard to like live a regular ass life. Like, it's why true. can't you just drive a Camry and like be lit? Nah, the 93 right, yeah. gas is crazy. Yeah, you know, I was thinking that. I'm like, yo, if you had to pay 93 right now, my mom pays 93. Yeah, nah. And. She like, can I get some gas money? I'd be like, can I get some gas money? Cause you gotta use a hundred dollars for your truck up. Damn. So at the end of the day, I I wouldn't be up there. Like it's it's enjoyable. I like I like to laugh and you know the I spend a lot of time researching on Instagram, but it's very distracting. Right. What do you do? Cause like I feel like in this business, mm -hmm. clients can really like badmouth you online. Right? If something yeah. goes wrong, right? Cause you got a lot of people. So I do. Like, it's crazy. Has so, that happened? How do you handle that? So we have a disclaimer on our website and it says if you use, if you bash our business or any of the people associated with Trackhouse, we will sue you. Oh. So that's why you'll see a lot of um, negativity about Trackhouse up there. How'd you know to do that? I didn't know. I just, you know, you just threaten people and they just kind of... <laughs> We can't really sue them, right? Yeah, I mean, no. I'm, what did they really I'm do? thinking you got some, you know something I don't I know. I don't know anything. You don't know nothing. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I just felt like if I put that there, they're like, you don't think twice about it. Because sometimes people are just having a bad day. So, like, for example, um, last, what day was that? What's a few days ago, right. um, I was I was doing a wedding in Long Island, so it was Sunday morning. We're closed on Sundays, um, so nobody's answering any DMs. Nobody's doing nothing like that. It's Sunday, so right. it's the Lord's Day, right? Absolutely. So, but I do have nail technicians that work on Sundays. So, I get a text message from one of my friends of a screenshot of this lady going ham. Um, I had an appointment today at the track house and my wedding is in a few days and I feel like this is the most unprofessional thing I've ever seen and unprofessional is a very triggering word for me because mm. what does that even really mean? But right. anyway, she goes on and on and on about how she came, she pulled up, the lights was off, it was dark and it was just so much so then, you know, all the people are chiming in like, oh, you know, it's just a popular salon, they don't have good service underneath. I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like it was like the home, what's not Homer? Oh, Mr. Krabs. I was right. like, oh my God. <laughs> And I was like having a heart attack. So I'm like, what do I do? So then we have a grouper and I'm just like, who client is this? It's <laughs> like eight o'clock in the morning. And then I get a side text from one of the girls. She's like, it's my client. Oh my God. I didn't see her appointment. Da -da -da -da. Like I'm going to contact her to rectify the situation. So I'm like, you need to, because this needs to be removed right. immediately. So then I'm watching the, I'm watching the post all morning. So then I leave Long Island. Oh. I drive back to New Haven right. and I pull up on her because now the lady is at the appointment. Okay. So I'm like, hi, how are you? I, you know, I saw your post and I just want to make sure that you're being taken care of. You want some wine? Right. You good? Okay. <laughs> you straight? <laughs> because, you know, when you post things, like she's like, oh, she was laughing, trying to like kind of brush it off. But she was like, you know, I just was really nervous and I was afraid that I was going to get my service done. Right. And I said, I understand how you feel, but going to social media didn't solve anything because if we were the type of people like, well, if you feel like that, we don't have to do it at all. Right. And it was 4th of July weekend. Mm. So nobody was going to do your nails. Mm. So I, you know, I didn't ask her to retract her statement, but I went there to show her that, you know, this is a small business and stuff like that can like ruin us right. because people are going to say, oh, look what happened. So like the importance of don't go and bash people on social media. If you mad, you doing that is just making us not want to do it anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? Nah, so she erased it and she was like, oh, yeah, wedding ready like that. And she oh. uh, thanks to track house for rectifying the situation. So you and she erased it. But I screenshot both just in case. Right. Because you never know. So you handle that pretty. Right, but I can't always do that because there's mad of us. Right. So I just really count on the people who work here to handle their clients with dignity and respect because it's hard. A client um, beauty professional relationship is wild. Yeah. Because we're people too, right. and we have emergencies, and we have kids, and we have stuff. But we also respect that you have stuff going on. But you gotta respect us too. Like y'all be texting us at ten o'clock at night, girl. I seen a whole meme on that. It's online. crazy. How, how does that? Okay. I just try to make a joke of it. So like we're gonna do that um, that TikTok uh, trend that's happening right now when they have like the thing hanging from the ceiling and they're like set this bitch off right. and the caption's gonna say when people leave bad reviews. Mm. <laughs> because that's what we're gonna do. Right. <laughs> but just to kind of make light of it, like you know, we take it serious because yeah. that could really like reviews are important. Like we have over a thousand five star reviews, but people purposely go to say, oh, what are the one star reviews to see what people have to right. say because people are looking for something to be wrong. It's true. So all you could do is kind of keep coming and keep going harder with good service to outshine them. But people still gonna look for the bad, even though it's all good. It's true. That's how people are. I saw that you was so you're a business coach too. You know, I try. Really? I try. Elaborate on that. So I have done some business classes uh, in the past 
where we get people together because you know you have all the um, vision board yeah. joints. Don't nobody care about no vision board. No, nah, I don't. Yeah. Um, you're gonna do the vision board. You're gonna feel good while you're there in that moment. You're you know sticking and cutting. But then after that, where's the action plan? What right. are you actually going to do to put your vision into action? So I decided to do like a planning session where we kind of broke down for the first quarter of the year what you're going to do. How's your social media going to be planned out? What things are you going to put in place? What are your strategies? What are your goals? What are your, com your campaigns? Like, what are you going to do? What are the steps you're going to take to do that? But then bring it all the way back to even... How are you going to set your day up for success? Like you want to drink water every day, but the water is all the way on the third floor of your house. <laughs> At night, bring your water downstairs on the side of your bed. Right. So you can set yourself up for success. Right. Like what are you going to do on those small scales? Pick your kids' clothes out the night before mm. so you don't have to be wasting time doing that. So what are things that you can do to prepare yourself for success? So I taught a class like that. And then just people coming and sitting in my chair have a lot of business people, um, entrepreneurs that come and patron with me. And we always talk about their business or what they want to do, how they want to succeed. So not like a formal way like you can pay me a thousand dollars to sit with right. you and create a plan, but more like informal. Like how can I help you to enhance your business? Everybody that works here with me at the track house, if they need some branding, if they need like advice on, well, how do I talk to my client with this? Or how do I word this? Or how do I raise my prices and it not seem like so wild and crazy? I can assist you with that. Right. So more so building my team, but trying to extend it to other people. But you can only bring a horse to the, to the water. water. Can't make them drink. Though. No. Right. And I don't want nobody like, well, I had a business coach. No, I gave you some tools. It's your job to use the tools. Do you plan on like, so you're just doing that just to help the team or like you plan on making no, that help, bigger too? I help multiple people. So when I did the business classes, I had like over a hundred business owners participate. Okay. Okay. But it's still about what you do with your own business. Do you find most people actually take you know, or? some people do. Some. Yeah. <laughs> some. It's all about what you want to do. Like, do you want to be successful or not? Like, people always en are envious of like, oh, she got all this or she did it. But I work hard. And people that have things work hard to get them. Nobody is spoon fed out here. Right. We don't have like fathers with millions of dollars in checks and giving us inheritances. Like, we got to work. I have a nine to five job. Right. And I do this too. All right. Elaborate on that. Because that sounds crazy. It's not crazy. I mean... The fact, I don't know, what I see and how you helping all these people and you still have another job? Yeah. I need insurance. That's mine. <laughs> I need health insurance. Have a kid. <laughs> How's motherhood and working all this? How do you even balance the time? Okay, so week with Renee. Monday, I when school is in, I bring my daughter to school and then I go to my job. Right. And then I pick my daughter up. We usually have a date or we like go do some type of activity. She goes to dance or something like that. But that's like mommy and me day. Right. That's repeated Monday through Wednesday. Gotcha. On Wednesday evening or Thursday morning, she goes with her dad. Because we have a great co-parenting relationship. That's great. And she goes with her dad. And then Thursdays, because it's COVID and I be working from home, right. I, come to, I come to the salon on Thursday and Friday and Saturday. And then Saturday when I'm done with the salon, her dad brings her back. And then Sunday is family day. So that's how I balance. You know how amazing, to me, that is, the fact that you got it laid out yeah. like that. How long, so. If you don't plan, you fail. So you've been planning though. Yeah. Because you, you was just saying before, like, oh, it's experience, experience, but. Uh, no, but like everyday know. life, you have to plan it. Right. Like you have to plan things that happen. And I don't do well with like, like super changes. 
I try to be cool under pressure, but at the same time, you got to have God in it. Because if you don't like pray for like just like peace and like a good state of mind and like discernment, like you could just like fuck up. God and fuck in the same sentence. Oh. Oh, somebody edited it. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, like you have to have like some sort of like balance and. You have to have good people around you to like encourage you and to support you. Like I have a great support system. And for the people that do it on their own, like I commend you, but it's not a one woman show over here. Right. You don't you don't feel like if you would have let the nine to five go and you focus more on this, you could actually pay for the help. You could scale up faster. You know, I think that that's true, but I like really love my boss and my job is really great. Because oh. what I do there is I help children to um i work at a medical school okay and we're do you have a black doctor i do that's great but a lot of people don't right or some people don't have a black doctor until they like get grown when they're able to choose that, their was, own. that was me yeah, yeah. so this it was to make a choice to say i want to have a doctor that can relate to me and be um of my you know my yeah, so, experience yeah, right. right so when we're young there's not a lot of black doctors or just people of color in the medical field so i take the medical students and other people who are in the health professions and introduce them to inner city youth and like connect them so they can do like uh, courses and workshops and stuff with them inside of the New Haven community. That's great. How did you even, how did that, how did you find that? Yeah, English. You God be doing that for yeah, me. Yeah, he do. <laughs> <laughs> he really do. He be lining me up. So how like, long have you been working there? I've been working there as long as I've been having the track house, so five years ago. So my, bo- my daughter is five, right. had her in 2017 in January. And then um, this is me getting into my book stories. So I don't really want to tell it. Ooh. So I was supposed to just have the track of I was building the, the other location. Right. Um, but then something happened in my personal life. I was like, damn, I need to get a job mm. for real after maternity leave. Right. Because I was planning on just doing this and then being on my husband's insurance, he could take care of us, but gotcha. then something happened. So then I was like, I gotta get a job. So then I worked at where I work. I don't wanna say it out loud. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. So I worked there and I'm working there ever since. Wow. So track house, baby, and my job, same 2017. Jamaican, for real. Absolutely, <laughs> not ashamed of it. Cause we got mad jobs and we taking care of shit. Yo, listen. <laughs> <laughs> my nail tech is Jamaican. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> Be in it. Yeah, that's what I thought. But yeah, that's a, I'm trying to process all this. <clears throat> okay, how so business wise, right? Because mm-hmm. I see a lot of hairdressers with it. Seems like they have money. It seems that we do way. got money. You do. <laughs> how is how how is the business? For so business is great. Um, COVID was crazy yeah. um, because we had to close down. We were closed for almost 80 days, which was very difficult. Um, a lot of hairstylists and people who work in like brick and mortars, they weren't set up to say, oh, well, I can go apply for unemployment or right. whatever. Everybody that works there is an independent contractor um, at that time. So it was, you know, it was hard. Yeah. So I luckily I made a wig line at that time, so people can get into the salon and do their hair. But I was able to ship wigs to people. So again, God be on my side. It was divine uh, timing in that regard. But um, yeah, I feel like we do pretty good. So do you um, you don't sell like products or anything, do you? 
Is that so something we have some products like we have like a we have a hot comb, um, we sell hair, um, but we're trying to get into like more product based uh, situation because that's how a lot of salons thrive. Like they meet their baselines by selling products like, oh, girl, I use this shampoo in your hair. You should use it when you get home right. type of thing. So just trying to shift there. And now we're in a space where we can make that happen. So it's just trying to take it one day at a time, not have too many projects. Because as you can see, I'm overwhelmed. Yo, I'm. <laughs> I was overwhelmed listening to the whole. Like, I know that's not story. even half of it. So, so I, I mean, try to give you a little. Cause you right, you getting into the book, right? Yeah, a little snip. So when's this book happening? I don't know. You just saw him. Yeah, I'm just speaking it. Cause it seems like when I say stuff, it just be happening. So, in last November, we were we do like an annual Christmas like a photography photo shoot type of thing. Yeah. Everybody looks forward to seeing our Christmas photos because they're always so fun. It's like a bunch of blazing girls and we just look good, right? Right. So one of the photographers, he was doing some headshots for us. And he was like, yeah, Renee, because they always talk to me about business all the time. Renee, I'm trying to do an event space. Me and my brother, we want to like get an event space popping. And I was like, you know, that's a great idea. I want to, ultimately, I want Track House to be in like a warehouse. Because if we're in a warehouse, then I could do the hair in the front, mm -hmm. have everything there. And then we could have like different studios so that we can do photo shoots and stuff. Because people get their hair and makeup, everything done. One you could stop, do a yeah. photo shoot right in the next space. We could do video shoots, have content space. So I was like, if we could do it together, we can get a big ass spot. Right. And then like the next week, my little was like, actually, you got to go. So you better start finding that space. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was like, "Tag God, I was I was kidding." Right, right. <laughs> I didn't well, I'm want not to ready. Right I'm now. not ready yet. Right. So I was looking for a warehouse, but it's a lot to like get those in salon ready. Yeah. So I think I would want to buy that, not rent it and renovate it. Buy that as in like buy it. Like put your own money. Yeah. Buy it. Mm -hmm. Soon come. <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> That's dope. So. Besides that, mm -hmm. you got any more plans? You know, because it seems like you just got plan after plan after plan. After I plan know. After plan. So you, after I finished doing, it's not done, but like after move, finally moving into this space, I'm like, okay, so what are we gonna do next? Um, but every October we have an event called the Pink Project, where I have I have two grandmas, like most people do. Right. But both of them have bre are breast cancer survivors. So oh, wow. I try to do um, an event where we give wigs back to breast cancer survivors or people currently going through treatment. So last year it was pretty big. We had 10 survivors. Um, they all got free wigs. They got them installed. They got their makeup done. We had brunch. We had uh, breakfast. Everything catered for them. They had like gift boxes. They had photo shoot. Like it was, it was fabulous. Yeah. So just trying to figure out how to start working on that right now yeah. because... I hope about to be here. Knowing you, you might get a phone call. You might have to do it next week. Well, you... October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yeah. So that's the only month <laughs> that I could do that. <laughs> it's the only month that makes right. sense. Um, but we're going to do a back to school, like a hair show. Uh, we got a grant from the city of New Haven to, because I feel like hair is art. Yes. Uh, so we're going to do a back to school hair show in August. The perspective day is August 21st. So I really need to start planning that. But just trying to like be in the moment here because it's been so much hard work so many tears so many just so many obstacles so just trying to be in this space yeah oh, wow, joy looks great <laughs> <laughs> um just trying to be in this space and like revel in it a little bit before you just because sometimes you pray to get to a spot and then when you get there you forgot to say god thank you for getting me to where i've been praying to get to and you're trying to do something else so just trying to like stop and smell the, the flowers just, and tag, right yeah. Yo, 33 is young. 
to be, you know, to all the stuff that you accomplished. It's young in general, regardless yeah, if you didn't even accomplish that. So, what is the what is the future like? Do you plan on? Do you feel like you're? How much are you going to scale this thing? So before I used to be like, I want a track house in everywhere you can get off the plane. Right, right. Like I want to have a track house in Houston. I want to have a track house in Atlanta. I want to have a track house in LA, New York. Um, but just managing <laughs> this is difficult. Um, just different personalities. So I think that in the five year lease that I have here, it's really going to be about like really getting like some protocols together of when somebody's hired, what's their onboarding, like what are the daily operations like? Because as entrepreneurs, we kind of like go, you know? So I think kind of setting up that framework for me is gonna be key in duplication of this same essence that's here. Right. So um, that's probably what I'll be working on for the next five years, trying to figure out how to propel. Cause I don't want to open something and then I have to keep flying to Atlanta every other week because something goes awry. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, that's the goal, I think. I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. It seems great. Nah, it sounds, it sounds dope. Hardcore stuff to deal with. Yo. I'm lost for words, man. I'm like. Tricos. <laughs> that's what one of our clients says. She comes in, she's like, Tricos. It's always like, Tricos. You got merch too, right? I think you I seen online. So we have um, a hoodie. I was trying to dive into it, but it's just too much. I don't know how people sell stuff like that. Um, so we had like some hoodies. I got them from Pakistan. They were mad warm. They were great. Right. Um, I got 50. I sold the 50. Actually, I'm lying. My mom got like four of them at the house. She's been taking them out and like right. wearing them. I'm like, where are you going? <laughs> Watch the one you already got. Oh, shit. Um, so that was great. I think I'll bring them back this uh, winter because they're really like a statement type of piece. They're warm. They're great quality. But other than that, if somebody comes to me like they make shirts or something, I'm like, oh, I want to partner with you. Then That's different. We could do that because you already do that. Like I believe in letting people flourish in what they do. Right. I don't do that. I could design it, but I don't want to sell it. That's too much. Nah, actually. I, I can't you. do it. So when you were saying like selling products, like... Like hair products, like um, hair like bonnets, you know, things that people need every day. Do the, the, do the Asian community control that? The Asian community definitely has a grip on it. How are you going to get into that? So it seems like I already it. have like the hair store vendors, um, like where you can go get the stuff in wholesale, but you're never going to get it as cheap as they get it. So that's why when you shop, like, cause we have uh, like two black owned hair stores in New Haven, right. um, but their prices are more because they're not getting it for as low as the Asians are getting it. Right. So it's like we try to patron with them and support them, but like if I want to get some edge control and if I go to the Asians and it's three ninety nine, but I come to you and it's seven ninety nine, I still got to think about my pocket too. Right. So just trying to figure out how to um, corner that market because they already have, like they got the wigs, they got the hair, they have everything on Smash, but that's like from, you know, decades ago right. when they like did a treaty or something. Like we only right. sell a wig, like we don't only ones. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what to do about that, that but right. they, you know, it's about the best marketer wins. So, yeah, that, and that was my point I'm trying to make. It's like, how do you even get in? Because you got to worry about your pockets. Do you, do you sacrifice some money and just keep working with your own? Or? I mean, it all depends on what it is. Like, if I can get a thousand pieces of something for a thousand dollars from the Asians, right. then I got to do what I got to do. Because everything comes from somewhere. That's real. What's the legacy like for Renee? 
you know, where I work at, my nine to five, if I stay there, my daughter can go to college for free. But she gives me the vibes that she's going to be an entrepreneur and waste my 18 years I spent there. So I'm not going to do that. (laughs) But for her, um, she can have this. When I opened my shop in 2020, I said, you know, Marley, this is your shop. So she said, oh, it's mine? I said, this is yours. Like, this is yours. So she's like, are we going to my shop or are we going to your shop? I said, we're going to your shop today. Oh. Um, so I'm building this for for her. And if she don't want to be a beautician or she doesn't want to be in the beauty industry, regardless if she's surrounded by it every day, like, she's still going to get money off of it. Right. So this, like, do you have any other investments? Like, are you into investing outside of this? Because um, it seems like this is, you could be. This is my baby, you know? And... I feel like you got to get something right before you could go do something else. Right. Um, and that's just what I truly believe. Like, I think real estate state is a great thing to get into. Um, and anything that I could, like, buy it and then get rent from people, right. I'm down for that. <laughs> but if the pipes break, they got to call somebody else. It's true. So I think that responsibility is really great to do other things. And I have, like I said, that foundation and that master plan of how this can this ship can sail itself yeah. has to be developed before I can super extend myself into other areas. Mm. So what would be your advice for somebody who's like they in their house right now? They back where you was at in the trap. Just throw the trap. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's all about when you're a beauty professional, it's about you as an individual. So like some people, like I have had girls who worked here who they did the on the floor hair salon vibe. Yeah. And then it wasn't for them because they're not really people people. Right. Like they don't like to be around a lot of people. They don't want different clients coming in. Like they'd rather be in a private space. So a suite is a better environment for them. Um, so it really depends on what you want to do. Like if your client and your target audience enjoys coming to your house and like giving your kid cookies, right. that's okay because that's for you. Right. My clientele at this present moment, like the lawyers and the doctors, the nurses, the professors, like they don't want to come to my house. Mm. They want to come to an establishment. Right. So like my clientele wouldn't like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's really about who you're trying to reach and how far you want your pockets to go. I've seen people on social media that work in their basements and they got more money than me mm. because how you brand yourself, how you market yourself. So my advice is just to stay true to who you are and treat your clients well so they can treat you well. Mm. And you can do whatever you're doing, wherever you're at. It's all about perfecting the experience. Yeah, your clientele, before we go, right? Mm -hmm. Because lawyers, Mm -hmm. like, say that again? I have lawyers, I have doctors, I have professors, like college professors, I have teachers, I have CNAs, I have people that just want to look good. Right. Like, and they want to invest in this. So they're not going to question me, like, damn, girl, you went up $40. Like, they're not about to say that to me. <laughs> so, so you don't go through the whole, like, let me get a discount type of thing? No. When's the last time you've been through that? I don't know. It's been, it's been too long. Nobody asked me that. Mm. If you can't afford it, then you just, you know, go to someone else that you can. I'm not going to haggle with you. Because I, you know, I treat my clients really good. Like, I give discounts. I say, oh, girl, it's your birthday. Like, what's up? I'm going to curl you here for free today. Oh. Or, like, okay. I just had a client today. She came here to get her nails done. She texted me about an appointment last month. I didn't reply because I get mad text messages, so it was an accident. Right. And I was like, girl, when's your birthday? Because I know her birthday's in July. When she said, my birthday's on Sunday. I said, what you want to see here? She's like, text you. And I said, girl, what? And she sat and got her nails done, and I did her hair while she sat in the chair and got her nails done. Oh, wow. Because that, and I didn't charge her. So 
I charge a lot, but I give a lot too. Right. Depending on, you know, what our relationship is like and the experience. It's all about experience. Right. So as far as like, so like you do pretty much every, everything happens here. Like from rating, you, you do everything. Not me personally, but right. it can get done. It can get done? Mm-hmm. Like we could do your hair. Yeah, There's a barbershop right next door. So, I know guys are kind of loyal to whoever their barber is, but... I mean, if he's nice, then he's nice. You know <laughs> they Spanish. I mean? Spanish people are really good. With oh, yeah, they got the... Yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. My barber's Spanish right now. See? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got the game on Smash. I'm Spanish sorry. people go crazy on the barber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, damn. I'm glad you, you did this. I'm Yay. glad I'm glad you made this happen. Cause yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, man, you blessed my platform with, yes. with some knowledge, man. Yeah, I don't know. Just go for it. Yeah. Everybody just got to do what you love to do, because that's how you get money. That's how you don't have stress. And I'm not saying that it's glorious. Like I said, it's been a lot of obstacles. But like when you're really loving what you do, then you just look at everything as a lesson. Versus, I hated that client today. Hope she never come back ever again. <laughs> but you now you know. You do feel I feel like that? Yeah. No. You got loyal clients. I can tell. I have pretty loyal clients. Yeah. I love them. But if someone were to go somewhere else, you don't, that doesn't bother No. Me. And that's another thing about track house that's different from other salons. Like we all share clients in here. So like if I can't do your weave because I'm a mom today, right. <laughs> then I can send her to anybody and they're comfortable. It's like they're chair hopping. They don't feel like they're being disloyal because it's still in brand. Yeah. And they feel comfortable with whoever we recommend to them. They trust it. And that brand is about trust. Right. This is a movement that I yes. am happy to be a part of. Yay. And I wish y'all the best, man. This is <laughs> dope, man. So y'all heard it from Renee herself. Yes. Justin, man, you got anything for Renee, man? Because she, she, she got the business on Smash right now. Actually, I don't. She <laughs> no questions for her. I know you do. You always throw one in there for the kid. Yeah. Um, well, what's, what's, what's the hardest, I guess, obstacle you face now? after you've gotten over the hump of starting the business? Um, Justin be throwing those hard questions. Yeah, like what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as a business entrepreneur, yeah. a lot of the time, the, the biggest obstacle is actually starting. Yes. I, I think the starting business is easy. Like it's good, it's easy to get you. Website, logo, Instagram, like those, those things are easy, getting your clients, but getting people to come back and then living up to the expectation from the first time they came. Mm. So now I have a reception, I have two receptionists at the front and when they come in, it's like, oh my God, welcome to Track House. Thank you for coming. Like, who's your appointment with? Scan. Like she gotta keep doing that every, every day. day. She mm. can't be like, what's up? Welcome to Track House. Like she can't do that. She has to give a thousand percent every time because when you came the first time so you have to get get it now so the consistency like the expectancy of what we give i think that's hard to keep up with every time like you have to always be on go as an entrepreneur to deliver the best service like you can't wrap somebody's sneakers up and give them a bow and sprinkles and junk and then the next time you just send it in a cardboard box right, because they're right. gonna be like what I only bought it again because they gave me glitter last time. Where's the glitter? <laughs> like you, so the consistency and just like keeping it up, that is hard. Maintaining. Yes, that is hard. How do you even like, how do you keep everyone motivated like that? You know, I be trying to send scriptures in the morning. <laughs> because I'm like, like, 
that's 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 just his way too because you gotta stay like every day is not gonna be a great day like your dog could have died last night how can somebody expect you to come here and perform and be smiling in their face like it's hard to say leave that shit at the door right because we're human beings but when you go to chick-fil-a they get that shit right every time every time they do how can we be like that where is their training manual you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that trying to keep everybody motivated is like, you know, we gotta gotta be nice. So you get the money. So we get the bag, so we get the stuff we want. That we need so we can pray for our families. That's important. Nice you. you said one question. Nah, he got one more. He got one more. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He got one more. <laughs> what is your ideal exit strategy? So I try to exit every day. <laughs> so right now, I only work on Friday and Saturday. Um, I keep my client list very like exclusive. So like I only do six people a week. That's it. So getting into that is already difficult. Um, so yeah, I think I love doing hair. I love being with people, but like training people. And I think ultimately you had asked me earlier, what do I want to do? Like having like some type of academy or school for people that don't want to pay Paul Mitchell $28,000, but how can we create something where we're getting grants to fund for these young ladies who are clearly talented, right. but don't want to like take out a loan for a million trillion. You know what I'm saying? Right. So maybe trying to create a school where people are paying tuition so that I don't got to come to work in the end. So something like that. There's, there's no ceiling for you, man. That's why none of there's no ceilings in here. See? No ceiling. Yeah. That's, that was... No. That was for, like, it's for the fire. Uh, <laughs> Like, that's intentional. Isn't that great? I yeah, should say it. You should. No, I listen, know. And she would have kept going. I'm like, yo, that's genius. That's genius. There's you would have no, seen me online like, there's no ceilings. No that's so funny. Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed by this. That's man. so funny. It is because you was like, I looked up and I'm you like, oh, think quick. Yo, it's good, yo. That's so you got any you got any questions for Renee? You like man, she done covered everything. This is dope, man. And I got divorced this year on see, March fifteenth. During see, all of that. See, I didn't want it. I didn't want I'm it. just saying I'm gonna throw it in there. Cause it's been crazy. Like you could do anything that you put your mind to. Anything. Oh <laughs> But we're done. We're done. Yeah. We're done. We'll leave it. We'll leave it there. Leave it for the book.